Sherlock Stops Here podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. That's right, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH to get a 50% deposit bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH. And while you're here, go over, you know, and uh, hit subscribe. Give us a little five-star rating and leave a little review. That helps a lot. Thanks to you, we have discovering more new friends in all kinds of places like Belgium and uh, Bangladesh and all kinds of fun other bee countries. With me right now is a fellow, another fellow killer bee. I got my buddy. He is the host of the Power Boost podcast. You like that segue? Mr. Yeah, Mike yeah. Burns. <laughs> Gotty too hotty. What's up? How you doing, buddy? Good to see you, man. I'm good. Good to see you, too. Yeah, man. We were... Uh, I did, I did see you like a month ago. We were on Brido's uh, roundtable together. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was fun. I, I never know who's going to be on the Hunk program until uh, until you, you pull up on it. It's like, oh, hey. You know, uh, that was my first time doing it because I usually work during the week and I'm not available to record with them. But I had taken a vacation day off for March Madness during that time. And so I was like, hey, I'll be available that day. And then when I saw it was you, Androsky, Brooks, I was like, Okay, I'll be right at home on this one. <laughs> this is, right, this is easy breezy. Like, right, I, I can just, I can just at least enjoy it. Also, that's yeah. the other thing. It's like I just listen to everyone else say shit, and I'll pop in once in a while. But yeah, basically, my thing was sit back if I have a good zinger, drop it. If not, just stay away. <laughs> Let, right, Brooks will always go off about whatever. We can always count on him to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> Brooks will. Brooks will go off for 45 minutes about his new chick. I got his new babe. And, uh, <laughs> dude, when he was on this show a few, uh, I don't know, it was like a couple months ago or whatever now, he told a great story about, uh, when he, like, he, he went on a black, like a, uh, roulette run where he just kept letting it ride, d- double down. D- okay. Let it all go next time. And it hit black, like, 15 times in a row or whatever so he was up to like 12 grand or something like that wow and then he did he lose it no no he ended up winning like he, and i was it's like dude people are obviously like gathering around the table at that point like oh shit this is you know something something's brewing a something afoot here right but oh, uh, the most it's so painful to watch someone not walk away oh man it, like i'm not full i i'm a very controlled gambler yeah, and you're very disciplined I, with it. I'm very disciplined. I was disciplined through March Madness. I uh, I had one goal. I wanted to buy. A, I wanted enough money to buy a car straight cash, <laughs> and I did it. <laughs> and I walked away. I knew how much I needed. It's not. It's a 2008 luxury used car, <laughs> but I fucking hey. I walked away. I was I I and I would have had more if it weren't for that fucking final bullshit game and Mi- michigan that last game I mean, my ucla bruins were on fire during that <laughs> tourney dude like, it was insane. i know i know and i love that team that's that was my hands down my favorite team of the tourney were, were the bruins great fun team to watch and tiger and campbell you got juzang jacques like that is i fun. love that jacques dude and and at first i hated them because they smoked sparty and that was my first bet of the tournament. And I went heavy. I'm like, this is the only time I'm going to be able to bet on Sparty throughout the tournament. They're dog shit, but at least they're going to walk through UCLA. <laughs> and I just, and I just, I took a loss. The wonderful thing though, is that Michigan has all these new uh, casinos and online uh, apps and all of them are 
had multiple, multiple uh, deposit bets and sign up bonuses. Like the one and, I have for my, my bookie promo where you put in, because uh, out here in Vegas, I have some, a few, few of the ones have that too, where uh, William Hill, you open up an account, they give you 50 free bucks. And then if you sign up for their email list, they usually give you about 20 bucks every two months or so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, I did that for I think seven different apps. Nice. And it was every single one that I could get. William Hill was really nice. Um MGM was great. Uh FanDuel, DraftKings all gave big, big pieces of money in. Does Boyd probably, Gaming have a presence out there in Michigan? Uh I that's not a thing that I'm aware of, no. Okay. Because they, they have own oh, like the California, the Fremont, Samstown. A lot of the local spots here. One of my favorite local spots is Suncoast, which I think you would love, dude. Like, they have a uh, a bowling alley bar there that is oh, beautiful. one of the best bars I've been to in my life. Every time I have a friend that comes in out of, out of town, I go, I'm going to take you to this weird dive bar in a bowling alley on the second floor of a casino <laughs> that is almost impossible to find. And you don't get cell phone reception there. So good luck trying to meet someone there. But this is the greatest place on the planet. <laughs> right. They got Big Buck Hunter. They got fucking, uh, they got the shuffleboard. Dude, they got shuffleboard with a big digital scoreboard. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. They, and then they got like, I mean, video poker and stuff, obviously. It's a great spot. And there's also a conference room next to it. And I want to start doing live podcast recordings in that conference room next to it. Do you think that that'll ever become a thing where you'll be able to play uh, Big Buck Hunter for real money? Like a video, I, like video game type things. Yeah, for sure. I think there's some places out here you can do that because I know on Golden Tee, the golf game. Yes, a lot of the machines here yeah. are wired into a system where there's cash payouts. That's fun. That's a lot of fun. And you know, like those games cheat. They have glitches yeah. in them where yeah. they make you lose. But if someone, like a gaming commission, could approve something, be like, no, this is all in the up and up, and and yeah, you no, could play it. I, th- I want to say like. Yeah, the P- the PTs franchise out here. There's like PTs Gold, PTs Pub. There's a few different PTs establishments. I believe they all have the Golden Tea like on a network that has cash payouts to it. That's very cool. So there's yeah, they have like locations all over. I mean, I want to say there's like 40 locations. So it's like yeah, it's pretty. I've I've seen it in a couple other places too. But yeah, dude, that big buck hunter though for cash would be the. I mean. Now we're talking my language there, dude. Like, because when you get that kill, it's such a pump. Yeah, that if, if there was, if, if instead of points, it was cash. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's fantastic. Because I'm going to go up to an arcade game and usually put five, ten bucks in there anyway. Might as right. well, might as well. Hey, what if I might get 15 bucks back out of that on a big kill? You know, like. Absolutely. Way and that. they play. They play all those. They play Madden and all those other games for cash. Yeah. I mean, what's the difference? It's, yeah, it's the Luxor has but... like an entire esports arena now. Oh, it's so fun, dude! I was I saw a tweet about this. I forget who tweeted it. I don't think it was any one of our friends. It was just like a random person, but it was like uh, basically saying how like imagine like when we were kids, like hearing that like guys are gonna play video games professionally one day, and the only thing you have to do <laughs> is not use slurs on the internet. And these guys have big money and keep fucking it up no matter what. Right. It's so stupid. It's like, what do you... You have the easiest easiest cake job that there is. You play vids for cash. Yeah. And you you live a... You can't not... 
You can't not use homophobic language. Like, I mean, that just shows you like how much in someone's daily life that they're just casually flinging shit like that around. Yeah, like how? If, yeah. If, <laughs> like I can't imagine. Like I've had I've had guys from like my hometown on my podcast, Power Moves with Mike Burns, listen to it. Um, and, you know, they can't not say certain things. And I'll be like, look, you can't say the R word, the F word, the C word. Like, this is anything else, fair game, I don't care. Just do not, do not be offensive to, <laughs> yeah. to, to do not punch down on these groups with, with, uh, with slurs. And sure enough, five minutes into it, I'm like, Come on, man! I know you never. I know you never left the twenty thousand uh, people town you grew up in. But all you had to do was follow these simple yeah. rules. And now I got to edit this shit for four hours or just dump the whole episode. This is a goddamn nightmare. Yeah, man. Like, it's funny because I've had a uh, like uh, people like that listen to the gambling podcast and stuff that know me from there that have like hit me up like, "Hey, when are you gonna have me on the show?" And it's like. I just know you as a listener from another show I'm a regular on. Like, right. I don't know how you're going to hang in a certain situation. Like, like, right. like, it's like, and also it's like, I have a lot of people I'm trying to get to. And this is a big one. This is a milestone episode. This is episode 40. E4, this is E40, bro. Ooh, nice. Yeah. And I was thinking, cause like my old show that I used to do Scotty mouth, I think I only got to like 36 episodes before it pulled the plug. And then now I'm like, uh, I, I, I've reached a new tier now. This is a big milestone for me, hitting the big four zero. It's tough. You got to get over that hump of sometimes you'll get bored or you're, you feel like it's run its course and you just got to push until you find that new thing. It's just like it's like comedy or stand-up. Like you get bored of doing the same thing over again. Yeah. You find some new, some new little pixie dust to put on it. You're like, oh, okay, this is – I changed something. Then you, it's just a reason to keep going. Like the early episodes, I really had like them like plotted out. Like we're going to go over every movie shot in Vegas kind of thing in this one. Now it's more just like – all right, we both like gambling. Let's riff. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. But but before I moved here, um, the last podcast I did was your podcast. Oh yeah, that was you left the next day. Yeah, like or, uh, yeah, a couple days after. Yeah, like uh, so yeah, I did that where I, g- I gave my reasoning for leaving Los Angeles. I don't regret it. Like, dude, right. I, I own a, I now own a fucking 2017 Toyota Rav Four. Beautiful. Doing all right for myself. I got a good job with good benefits. Uh you you own a nice drivable car. Yeah. Can you, I mean, like, and you would have and if you were in a hole in Los Angeles, there's no way that you would have been able to do that in nope. a million years. I have a I dude, I have an IRA, I have uh two different brokerage accounts, I got I got Bitcoin, I got Dogecoin. <laughs> good for you, man. You I, did it right. You know you made the right choice. Yeah, no, and it, it's uh dude, I I was just in L.A. last week, actually, where I shot a piece for the American Gladiators ESPN 30 for 30. Oh, really? So I'm going to be a talking head in that. Yeah. Congrats, man. That is fantastic. Yeah. So I'm pretty stoked for that. I think they're bringing me back next month to shoot more. I'll tell you off air because I don't want to, like, jinx it and, like, right. link it. Link, and I don't have to edit it out or whatever. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, dude, no, yeah, things are going. Like, it's I wanted to give you, like, the update from that episode that, like, yeah, things are going pretty good, dude. Like, there's a chance in the next few years I'm gonna buy a like a townhouse out here, right? Because <laughs> you can, because it's been in, pumped into your brain for however long you were in Los Angeles. I think I was there 12 years. 
that you can't have anything. You're not allowed to have anything unless you strike it big. You don't get shit. You can work really hard and have in Los Angeles, you can have a $120,000 a year job and you still live in a 700 square foot apartment. Yep. You barely can afford a and car. And same with New York too. Like if, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, dude. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm glad to see that you like got out of that too, like to that rat race. Cause it's like, dude, watch, you're going to, you're going to re- like rejuvenate yourself in a way that, and I'm sure you're already feeling that dude. Like I have. I absolutely have. Look, I don't have bags under my eyes anymore. <laughs> my face is lean, leaned out. It's not puffy from. Yeah, you, you really do from, look like four years, five years younger. Yeah, already, I, look, like... I looked rough at the end. I, I was puffy. I was booze bloated and I was sleep deprived and I was stressed. And yeah, I I feel I feel reju- rejuvenated. I I won't say that I won't go back because there's a good chance that I will. But like you, I've had more work since i've left and part of that is that covid has has subsided a little bit i think but i'm still doing the podcast yeah just the exact same way except for i don't have a bazillion dollar rent payment like i said i bought a car just like you i'm playing doji coin i'm playing (laughs) ethereum i've got i need to get in on that I've got little bits of money to invest in stocks and gamble on all these sites. Like it's beautiful, man. And it's clean air. Not, I'm not breathing in smog every day. I missed all the boys horribly. That is the worst part. Yeah. That's something I can never replace or all the, all the buddies there. But you know, if I get sad, I get on a plane after I get my uh, COVID dose uh, part two on the 29th. And then got mine three weeks ago. So I'm a, I'm ready, ready, ready to go. I'm a. It's, it's great. It feels good to get it. I, some people were afraid of it. I was like, put that microchip or whatever's in yeah. this needle in my vein. I'll be back, and then I, I can go to Hooters and not worry about shit. It's funny. And I heard that. It's funny to like too. That. Like when people say microchip, it's like, like they're worried about that, but not our phones, our TVs, our fucking computers. Right. <laughs> everything else dude. it just cut to a headshot of you dude this is hilarious i'm sorry um i just needed to i didn't have my uh, do not disturb on and it gets uh it's irritating when i get text messages <laughs> yeah, it's just hilarious you you look like you, you uh failed that headshot looks there. like a guy who tried out for uh grip on tool time for to play a grip <laughs> on a tool time episode on a home improvement episode I don't even know what that is. I don't know what, 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 do I have on a gray flannel shirt? Like I a think so. Yeah, shirt? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's my, that's the head, that's my headshot. <laughs> I had, because I've been doing shit on my, uh, just on like this, I changed it so it would look professional because I had some pitch meetings. Oh, As, yeah, whereas, yeah. Whereas before it was a picture of Ric Flair with sunglasses on. <laughs> Like, <laughs> that was my effort. I was like, "All right, well, let's take the ni- let's use the nice pictures that were uh, uh, done in a beautiful way by Robin von Swank and use those." Dude, yeah, yeah, no, it's a nice looking headshot. It's just uh, <laughs> you don't see it. Yeah, it, it's not it, me. It's got major like day roll on uh, sitcom energy. <laughs> oh yeah, that is, that is a TV headshot, man, and it's got like you can see. Like the my sides are grown out and kind of combed back. Like everyone, on, like no, like I like my shit white walled on 
But on TV, like if you have a buzz cut, it looks weird for some reason. Like if you have your sides shaved, everyone like picture like a Jason Sudeikis type dude. They all have this like <laughs> they every actor like that has this like fifth grade like nice boy haircut. Like no one has that length of haircut. No one goes no. and gets their hair. Like everyone I know goes and gets it like short on the sides, maybe longer or whatever on top. Or, but no one has like this bull rick's fucking haircut it's just absurd <laughs> and now it's one of those things i i can't stand i i look at on tv when i watch shows people have like this feathered back kind of long shit it's like that's not a real fucking haircut man that's an actor haircut yeah yeah that's like it's funny because it's like these uh hairstylists on shows are trying to like make a statement and show how creative they are but it's like yeah you're missing how regular people look <laughs> right <laughs> But dude, uh, so yeah, I've been on dude. I've listening on your show. How you been talking? You're you're in on you and Zach are in on the Doge. I got I've Doge has become a like I, I want to say it's like four episodes in a row now we, that I've been t- talking the Doge. Yeah, uh, dude, like it, I got it in at like a nickel. Right. So did I. Yeah. And then I bought more. I bought up to, I bought little chunks like Hundo fifty at a time up to thirty one. So my average buy was i think eight and a half cents or something towards the end okay and last night i saw it start to dive and i sold at 29 and i shifted over to uh, i took some profit and then i shifted the rest over to ethereum because i think it's just a better long play and i oh yeah the thing with the thing with doge is it's fun and that's what the whole value is is that it's fun it's for person-to-person transactions and that's really it it doesn't serve any sort of purpose so it's like a beanie baby you know it's beanie babies were worth a lot because people wanted them but they're completely worthless rags filled with fucking beads or some shit (laughs) that go in the trash when no one wants them anymore and that's essentially what doge is do you remember that divorce with the couple that the, the beanie baby divorce yeah something like that like hey dude like no, we, we have to fight over every individual beanie. We can't just fight over the collection as a whole. We're going to go over uh-huh. each and every one individually in the divorce hearings. Like that. <laughs> I just, I mean, I like action figures and I collect a lot of like baseball cards and record albums and shit, but I just can't imagine as a grown ass married man. <laughs> yeah, man. That's got to oh. be just like you're trying to stick it to him in the fucking divorce. Oh. I gotta have Honey Bear. You know how much I like Honey Bear. <laughs> well, you're not having Mr. Gator Bear if I don't get this. We just take all the shit, man. Yeah. If you go during a divorce, which I've been through, and I've been through many breakups because I'm not always uh, I'm a little particular of a person, and <laughs> a little sometimes a little stressful to live with by my own admission. But um, like I was just here, take it. Yeah, divorced. You want the ring back? No keep the ring i don't fucking care i don't care about this i don't care i'm out i want a car load and i'm gone yep ghost yeah just i'm not sitting around fighting about beanie babies <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as dude. my heart's broken and my world's falling apart dude uh like speaking of like courtroom drama i was hoping to have some dumb crime for you on this one because occasionally i get a really good local stupid crime story oh you got a tons yeah and but like dude th- like i was looking at today's like like last few days stuff it's so grim. It's like man lures child at pool. Man gets underage prostitute. Man, mm. you know, man caught for child abuse, uh, and then a bunch of shootings. And I was like, yeah, 
But there was actually one that was kind of funny a couple of days ago. I mean, it was a murder suicide, but a dude shot his buddy on the golf course in Henderson nearby, no. and then went home, and then shot him, killed himself. The buddy lived, but he killed himself. Good, good. That's the way it should be. You imagine someone invites you out for a nice day of golf, which is <laughs> arguably my, you know, you're, you're a golfer, yeah. I'm not. I'm not great. It's not my. But I. It's my favorite thing, other than watching Red Zone, and. You know, you, you're excited when you're playing golf. If you love golf, it's the best. And then your buddy just shoots you like on the 13th green. <laughs> yeah. just, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what, dude? And like, I guess they got in an argument. I, you know, they might not have been playing together. It could have been like, hey, let me play through. Fuck you. You know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm not exactly sure what happened, but it, from what I, the the story was pretty brief, but. Yeah, no, like, dude, because a few weeks ago, I had a good one where it was a dude that uh, got hammered and tried to climb the Eiffel Tower at uh, the Paris Casino. Well, that's fun. And he got pretty far up there. And like, I was I was like, I had Simon King on for that one. And I was telling him, like, dude, this gives me more hope than anything about the future that, like, things are getting <laughs> back to normal. <laughs> like, right. Like, People are outside again climbing up uh fake monuments and... yeah dude like all right this is the town i moved to man like, you know this is cause when i do i first moved here like my first day i have a couple gas stations on the one end and a 7-eleven on the other i didn't realize how every gas like the local gas stations all serve sell whiskey strange <laughs> you know like i'm not used to that so i went to 7-eleven first because like i'm gonna walk down there buy some beer it's my first night in my new place i want to time that 7-eleven walk it's like five ten minutes or whatever and I walk in there, and it's just this lady fucking took a fucking tile nap on the floor in there because she's sitting at wow. the slot machines and, f- like, f- like fell off her stool and cracked her head on the thing and knocked herself out. So they oh, have, like, no. the paramedics, ambulance, everybody. And they're trying, like, hey, we got to take you. You definitely have a concussion. We're going to, you know, take you for evaluation. She's like, no, I still got, like, $16 in credits on there. I'm playing my machine. And she's just oh sitting there. Right? And I was like, oh, man, these 7-Elevens are way different than what I'm used to. That's insane that it's just like that there's slot machines in sev is just out of control dude in cvs man in like at walgreens albertson's like they all have their yeah. own little slot area with a slot attendant and i look at some of the machines here they only basically have like video poker for the most part so it's not really even like slots usually it's just video poker machines and the the odds aren't that good no, like, and like and like they're all on progressive jackpots, but like the progressives, like I think the like they're usually maybe like fifteen twenty grand tops. It's like, dude, if I'm gonna sit around playing a progressive jackpot all day, I'm gonna go to one of the spots that has the thirty million dollar jackpot. Because if right. I'm gonna hit it, I'm gonna fucking hit it. Like, imagine hitting the odds are odds are pretty much the same, right? Yeah, it's, hitting it's the max machine. thing on a slot machine is very impossible to hit you don't want right. to you don't want to be playing the machine that that has a max payout of like 700 bucks because that's what i see on a few of these and it's yeah. different when you're playing at the look because all the local bars have machines and so some of those like they're on the little network together but one of ours is like independently on their own so you'll see their progressive jackpot slowly build up over time and it'll go from like 500 to like all of a sudden it's like at 3,000. you're like oh it's big now but right. a lot of them too if you hit a jackpot uh, or if you hit a royal flush during football season, they'll put your name in the football pool, and then there's a cash prize on that if you you pick you do a pick them. 
That's fun. Yeah. So like there, because J- Jen hit a royal flush at one of these spots, and they get there. She was like, "Hey," she like, texted me randomly. She's like, "Hey, who do you like in the? Who's a for sure pick in the NFL this weekend?" I'm like, "What the fuck <laughs> is she doing?" <laughs> and then it was, I was just like, "Go against the Jets every time." Just <laughs> whatever. Not the Jets. Yeah. Just not the Jets. <laughs> just not the Jets. That's the. You, NFL's easy to bet on. You know what my trick is in the sports books here? Is uh because like in Michigan it's just online wagering, right? They don't have No, no, there's there's casinos. Is it with sports books in them? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. So here's what I like doing, dude. You go in there, have a few drinks, get your buzz on, and then uh you you fucking just wait and it'll happen. Especially on like a college football Saturday where there's like a lot of action going on, a lot of games going on. The drunkest, loudest, dumbest guy will make himself very well known to everyone. Okay? <laughs> Find out what teams he likes, walk over to the window, and go against this man. And you will get <laughs> you will get rich every Saturday. This is the Bowser promise, okay? <laughs> this is a full you, see, you, you pick out a mark that you know is life. Yeah. He has no wins left in him. No. Yep. <laughs> you know, whatever you bet on, he's going to lose. So you bet the opposite. You could tell, too, because they'll be wearing, like, a Ricky Williams Saints jersey or something like that. You know, it's going right. to be, like, like <laughs> they're just, like, they're, they're standing out already. And then they, they get louder and angry. And you could see, you could start seeing the vein. Like, watch for the guys whose veins are bulging in their foreheads. And then you go, okay. I'm going to go against that. During the Alabama-Georgia game last year, like I made so much money because I just heard this guy screaming about Georgia, and I could tell he was just the dumbest guy I've ever heard speak. <laughs> so it, was like, it was really easy for me to load up like 75 bucks on Bama and take it down, dude. They won very, very easily. <laughs> that's so great. I mean, but I, that's like... But I think that really only works in sports books, you know, or like, I guess it works at the racetrack too. But see, the, in a horse race, you have too many options. You know, yeah. you don't know exactly how to go. You, you just know, okay, that guy definitely not that horse. Every other horse in there, definitely the most money I've bled easily while having a good time is at the track. Oh yeah, it's you. I never you never win. Goddamn thing. It's just constantly bleeding money, and it's over so fast. It's like a I really lost the taste. I for usually it. walk away a winner at the track. Really? I've been going since I was like nine years old with my grandparents. No, I've I've only been a handful of times, and I always suck. Dude, I'll I'll teach you how to do it right. Dude, you know what I want to do one year? Take I want to take the show on the road and go to the Preakness in Pimlico, Maryland. Because I apparently the Preakness is like the biggest party. Like Kentucky Derby is like the high class, highfalutin group coming in for their right. juleps. The Preakness is like like local like scumbags puking in the gutters on the way up to the track and i'm like i want to go to that one it's the, it's the 80s nascar tailgate yeah of, yeah of, of, uh, of, of, of triple crown horse of racing. Horse, oh, triple crown. <laughs> yeah but like uh no dude last time i went to the track me and my buddy were hanging out and this guy like we we ran we were meeting it was his birthday we were meeting up with some of his friends and we're standing on the concourse, and this guy saw us all meet up with each other and, like, saw how we were all having a good time. He's like, hey, you guys seem cool. Come up to my owner's box. So it's one of, like, the horse owners. Brings us up to his owner's box. where We have our own private window and, like, bar 
everything free in this little private thing. And I'm like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. So I'm sitting there placing my beds. And like outside the box, there's the little like like we have our own little mini bleacher section that we can hang uh-huh. out and watch it. So I'm sitting out there making my picks and I hear him go like, Hey, Scott, Steve's here, dude. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. Who the fuck Steve? Like <laughs> I'm looking at my next pick. Like, no, dude, Steve's here. You gotta meet him. And sure, it's fucking Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I'm fucking hanging out with the goot. I get a picture with them, of course, because that's like you know Instagram goal. I'm gonna get a lot of likes on that one. But dude, oh, sure, dude. Then uh, so this guy, his horse was running in the last race of the day or whatever. Oh, honey, God damn it! Sorry, I had to remember what his name in in police academy was, or my brain was gonna break. Mahoney, yeah, Mahoney, Mahoney. Yeah. Dude, so this guy's horse was running at like seven or eight to one in the last race of the day. So I put like 40 bucks on it and fucker hits, dude. I walk away like I went like 300 on that final race on the day. And I'd been doing okay on the day before, but like I cleaned up on that last race. I I walked in right. there with a couple hundred bucks, walked out of there with like five, six hundred cash on me, feeling fantastic. So but dude, then he invites us all down, like the entire group. So I'm in the, we took it to the winner's circle to take the official race photo. So I'm in like I'm, like I'm in a winter circle race photo with Steve Gutenberg at Santa, just, the, the Santa Anita Charter History or whatever. Just with your cash out like yeah, this, like yeah. fanned out like a fucking amateur hour. Oh man, it was awesome, dude. Because like, dude, when you're in a big party like that with the owner, everybody's betting. On, dude, this guy's footing the bill for this huge party. We're all gonna bet on his horse. I, I'd be an asshole right. if I didn't was holding a ticket for that thing. Right, I'm gonna drink and eat two hundred dollars worth of shit. So yeah, I bet. <laughs> so they do. It's even better. So the thing wins, and you get the fucking. Not only do you get a bunch of free shit, you, they basically pay you to get a bunch of free shit. Right. <laughs> like, but dude, like, uh, I want to get my own. Like, I was talking to Sean and Kramer about this. It's like we can start our own stable at, through like the California horse rate. It's like the licensing not that isn't that much. So for like three hundred bucks in paperwork and filing. We can technically buy, start our own stable and buy socks and different horses and have name, races named after us and shit. Really? Yeah. And it's not that much. Like, it's less than 500 bucks in, like, paperwork and shit. So you don't have to own the horse. No. But you can buy stock. And, and, but see, the thing is, we can set something like this up and then buy stock and different horses. So we do own a piece of certain horses through this license and stuff. So then if that horse wins, you get a chunk of the win yep. of the of the, piece- of the of the yeah of the prize yeah, wow however many shares of the hair you get that many i had no idea that worked that way mm-hmm. this is profit sharing yeah yeah dude so i mean dude with like two grand you can get heavily involved in like horse racing dude. oh that's a lot of fun <laughs> yeah dude, like there's no bigger there's no bigger status symbol than oh, yeah yeah, yeah my horse is running today dude <laughs> No one's got to know how much of that horse you own. It's it's your horse. But you, yeah, you'll it. get to go in the winter circle if it wins. Yeah, and then all everyone will see you down there. I I was been rewatching the Sopranos, and I was watching the one where they have the Piomai, the the Ralph Cifaretto's racehorse, the Joe Pantoliano uh-huh. character, yeah. where yeah. when the horse keeps winning, but it shows like in the winter circle, it's like his Colombian maid because you have her <laughs> as like the on paper owner because felons can't fucking. <laughs> wise guys don't want the paper trail coming back to them so it's like right. this, like this little Colombian housekeeper lady sitting there in the winter's circle with this horse like completely clueless what's going on like, so awesome <laughs> hilarious stuff man. but dude yeah no like uh, 
I don't know, man. Maybe we should start like the the podcast alliance of you, me. We get the sports gambling podcast guys in, and then so we get the license under that, and we all own shares of that. So we buy we own shares of the thing that owns shares. So we're all like partners in a LLC, like a horse racing LLC type thing. Right, right. That way, if things go bad, you know, you just you know you pop the horse and then uh, you walk away you, you file for bankruptcy or what what have you yeah and then uh no harm no fault and then you just start another llc yeah that's what all these other all these other fat cats do that's how they keep all their money they just start a business bankrupt it start a new one they, tons of people do this all the time they just put it's incredible how you can get away with it but it seems to work I used to work for a guy who did that. He'd open a store, or people do that with restaurants. Oh yeah, and then they, then they, then they file the, the LLC files bankruptcy, and they open up a new thing. I've worked at restaurants before and stuff where all of a sudden your paycheck's coming from a new place, and you got a new person. Or I've I've had landlords like this too, like real shady kind of landlords, where they're constantly using like a series of different fronts and LLCs and just rotating them. Right, and it's like, hey, as long as my paycheck clears, <laughs> I, don't yeah, I, don't, I don't care who gives it to me. Yeah, like, do whatever the fuck you got to do. But like, man, like, no, it's man, like, uh, yeah. So like, cause like, I want, dude, I, I don't think they do really greyhound racing anymore. I think Florida was the last place, and they shut it down there. Yeah, I think those are done. I think those all got scooped up, and because people, people love dogs, and they can, uh, they can take them. You know, horses, it's yeah. like. No one wants a fucking horse. No one wants to own a horse. They eat like, you're not going to adopt a horse. It, it eats like a thousand dollars in hay every day. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, yeah. you can't afford it. Especially like, like a fucking thoroughbred racehorse, dude. That's a different type right. of diet, dude. That's like the breeding. Al- I mean, you can't just, it's crazy. Like with the Kentucky Derby and stuff coming up, like, like, you know how it works where they're all three-year-olds for the triple crown. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, the only way – only three-year-olds are in the Kentucky Derby, Preakness, Belmont Stakes every year. That's why, like, if you go down the line, like, the Santa Anita Derby and stuff like that are, like – is, like, to me, the best race because you'll have, like, three different Kentucky Derby winners in there. Ranges in, wow. in the like, ranging from, like, ages, like, four to eight or whatever. You know, so yeah. you can see some, like, veterans and stuff like that. That's like Seabiscuit never would have – was uh, as a three-year-old – was never in the Kentucky Derby or anything like that because you know what he wasn't a fucking uh, like considered a, a prospect necessarily. It was just right. a, like a clumsy. But uh, yeah, so like, so when the horse is born, they have to put up something like two million just to like, hey, hey, we want this, in, we want this in the Kentucky Derby potentially one day. We don't know if it's going to qualify yet or not. But here's the two million dollar deposit upon birth that we want. That's it in- just. That's so absurd. It's just, it's a, it's the weirdest thing. And they pump them through. They need all kinds of shots and shit every day. Yeah, dude, you don't know if the thing's going to, like, make it out of, like, infant training. Right. Let alone, just, like, yeah, like. It's one of its legs could be weak. Yeah. Who knows? But, like, Who the, knows? the thing is, is, like, with these horses that they do that on, it's only coming from the elite genetics. Right. So it's like the mom right. is the the mom's a champion. The dad's a champion. They come from generations of champions. It's it's just like, it's just like rich people, you know, they like rich people always have like a rich daughter or the hot quarterback son or something. It's because the prom King, uh, Harvard dad 
who became a lawyer gets the hot chick because he's got the money and then they make the hot kid. And even if the dude's ugly, the wife's hot and then the yeah. kid's hot. And then the next generation is hot and money. So you, then you, hot rarely, money... you rarely see ugly rich girls. No. And you rarely see ugly quarterbacks in the NFL. You're right. They're always, they're all like Joe Montana, good looking dude. You know, it's on and on and on. Yeah, Tom Brady, Pat Aaron Rodgers, they're like all like male model type dudes. Like, right, right. They always are. And it's because when you were like when I was a kid on all of the baseball teams or football teams or so- anything I ever played, like the pitcher was always like the coach's son and the coach. Yeah, he played pitcher you, and shortstop. Yeah. And the coach a lot of times was a former athlete who also came from that same lineage. And maybe he back to the team and bought equipment because he had money and he wanted his kid like they're the, 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 the dirt bag kid who had to play in, in beat up grass stained blue jeans and, and street shoes playing right field very well could have had a far, far superior uh, uh, talent level. Yeah. on the team but no but he was a poor kid so no one pays attention well, to him it's funny you bring that up with baseball because baseball now is getting so like it's become a rich kid sport because of all these specialized yeah. private like club leagues and travel teams and stuff like that poor kids it's can't so afford expensive. to play play the, in these like year-round travel leagues and stuff and that's where you get the at-bats and you get the experience where you really develop and so Dude, yeah, like like they're at a disadvantage. That's why, like, you, to me, I'm always rooting for like these Dominican and like Venezuelan guys that like were swinging right. at bottle caps with a broom handle, dude. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, and dude, that's it. And you could tell though, because like all these ball players now, whether it's Chris Bryant, Mike Trout, they're all like dreamboat type dudes right. because because of like what you're saying, dude. And and that's why. And, and like when you really break it down, dude, like. Back in the 80s, like when we were growing up, man, every team had like a Pete Incavelia type, dude. Just like a guy who looks more like he'd be on like your local company, like beer softball league. Yeah, Pete Incaviglia looked like a, <laughs> a, a uh, like Captain Caveman with a mullet, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, dude. Like, you had guys like him, like, like, a, like Rusty Staub would never get a look nowadays just on his face. <laughs> and, you know, a lot, a lot of the times, you know, the, for the most part, a lot of these guys are, are white guys, you know, because just like there's just proportion and, and like white guys have to come from a good lineage to be handsome. Yeah. Whereas, <laughs> like, otherwise you're just ugly as shit. <laughs> whereas like an African-American dude, like, Dominican dudes be hot as fuck and have come from poverty. Yeah, because dude. yeah, dude, they're just better. They just they don't have all the they don't have all these English dirty like filthy buck teeth jeans. <laughs> just they're not distant cousins of Prince Philip. <laughs> right? Yeah, they don't look like Prince Philip, like some guy who got run over by by a pumpkin truck or something. <laughs> Heads off, masked in. Oh, yeah like no man like dude and i like baseball to me like there's nothing more relaxing on the, my weekends now than just throwing on like nine hours of baseball in a row just kind of taking it I, I you know i'll throw on golf tournaments too because i've been gambling on golf a lot lately now but uh i just really like kind of snooze it like baseball and golf are so perfect to like sunday afternoon nap to and they kind of just come to and go or whatever like right Right. 
that's like, and, it, and it's also, it's, you know, we're all addicted to our phones and doing 85 things at the same time. Golf really lends itself to that. You can pop the oh, phone yeah, out you can, and you can. I got my laptop on. I got my phone. <laughs> and golf again, still uh, dominated by rich guys because not, not all, but the golf channel loves to point out every time someone comes from a, a non-privileged background. Oh yeah. And, and it's like, don't you understand what you're just admitting to everyone, if it's if it's such an outlier that some someone didn't have the opportunities that that all these other snoots fest guys uh, had, tennis like, is the same way th- too. Maybe there's a problem that you should uh, address. Maybe you should address that problem and somehow figure out a way to make it more of a level playing field and and let some other you know, people that don't grow up privileged with a country club membership to play five times a week, get better opportunities. <laughs> it's just better for sports. Yeah. It's always been better for sports. More diversity makes a better sport. When you start bringing in guys from the Dominican Republic to play baseball, that saved baseball. It did. Baseball, baseball would be unwatchable. Sure. We look back with all kinds of nostalgia for the eighties and, and little guys who are five ten. 165 pounds smoking butts with a pot belly and ripping, you know, booze in the dugout. And that's bad luck. But but the level of the sport has, you know, the athleticism has grown exponentially. Yeah. And with Asian players too. Yes. Asian players have brought in so much to the game. Like they brought new pitches. Like they figure, you know, like we're like, and also like, like you ever, you, you got, did you get into KBO your, last year at all? Because that was the first sport to come back during pandemic. Uh, the I Korean baseball. I, I did watch a lot of it. I didn't pay attention or know anything was going on, but they just put it on. The but all those yeah. ballparks are like two eighty down the line. Like dudes are just hitting jacks nonstop. They play in these tiny little domes, and they, yeah, and just dudes are bat flipping, hitting home runs, like getting all fun. fun. It's a fun. It's a fun game to watch. Like. Because baseball doesn't it's, want to admit that, like, steroids brought a lot of us back after the strike. Right. I think they should all do steroids. I, I think that if, 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 if they want to do them and, you know, there's arguments that steroids aren't even necessarily the worst thing, or at least HGH. Still, Sylvester Stallone eats HGH on his fucking pancakes for breakfast. He yeah. seems fine. He's shredded in like eighty two, making Rambo seven. Yeah, and, like, and like when and when people say too, like, oh, well, what about the numbers or historically? It's like, no, dude, Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, those guys use performance enhancers. They were just enough. using him for hangovers instead of just right. being really good at baseball. Like when the guys realize, hey, we could use these same things these guys have been taking for years, but if instead right. instead of playing half drunk, let's just not drink, focus on our bodies. And see how much we like the real thing was the amphetamines. I felt because everybody was taking those. Well, yeah, they still all like greenies. Yeah, greenies are still very prevalent, dude. I mean, greenies are so prevalent. Where like, I mean, during the nineties, even two thousands, like it was called playing naked if you didn't take Uh greenies. Right, (laughs) Uh, dude. Can you believe Burns? He's out there playing naked today, man. (laughs) What the fuck's he doing? (laughs) What? I'm just in a good mood. What? I don't need need this stuff. I don't need speed. (laughs) (laughs) That was, I forget what the the story's from, 
but it's a uh, in uh, NLB Doug in the in the clubhouse. They would always have like in the '80s. Someone talked about it. There were two pots of coffee. There was, you know, like the the decaf, and that was regular coffee just with caffeine. And then the you know the dark brown one that's the caffeinated one. That's the one that had a it had all the in crushed it. <laughs> crushed up greenies in it. I can barely handle a cup of coffee. Yeah. Like I might, I just can't, I don't do well on, on hyper uppers, including caffeine. And that's not necessarily, but any, any, uh, like nose beers, any of that, I, I, I just can't handle it. I have a horrible anxiety and my heart feels like it's going to explode. Um, I can't imagine having eating greenies in coffee and then going out and focusing. Like, yeah. I understand that they can do it. Like a lot of people, like, they drink a bunch of coffee before they go take a test or something. It makes my vision blurred. Dude, but think I, about I being be all hopped up on amphetamines and having to go against Randy Johnson. Right. <laughs> like, I'd be so scared shitless. This dude's winging it 100 miles an hour with, like, five feet of break to his ball. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I would need I would need that sweet spot of, like, two to three beers. Like, two to three beers is when you play the best pool, the best ping pong, the best golf the best bowling yeah and then you start and then you start to go downhill after four you start to like it drifts off a little bit same with stand-up dude same with exact thing with stand-up well stand-up i think i was always best with eight <laughs> uh, yeah no i always said like two to three i'm all right four to seven all right but like give me like eight to twelve now we're cooking dude like, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna see something <laughs> You're going to see some real clarity. My speech <laughs> pattern becomes better yeah. for some reason. You ever see that, like that, that WKRP Cincinnati episode where Johnny Fever, they, they keep giving him alcohol and testing his reflexes and they keep getting better and better and better. You and know, like he's proving I, everything I, wrong. <laughs> I am aware of that, but I've been trying to find where I can watch WKRP. Sometimes some of those weird, like free my me TV type channels. Or yeah, apps yeah. Or whatever. Pluto TV is a good one, dude. Some of those will have it, but I think the issue with WKRP is that it used so much music, just like Beavis and Butthead did with them with the uh, uh, videos, that they can't afford to show the the things because they'll play like Led Zeppelin or Rolling Stones, and it's like Paramount or fucking uh, AMC channel can't do a rerun that costs like yeah they got to pay Rolling Stones seventy grand because of the episode or some shit. We ever tried to watch like the Married to the Children DVDs or the streaming? No, I watch. I just watched reruns. I think it was on Hulu for a while. Well, when they do it on like, if you watch it on uh, on Hulu or whatever, usually the opening credits it won't be the, like because we it was the Frank Sinatra song when it originally right. ran. They can't afford that anymore, so it's just like a weird like knockoff orchestra song with the opening credits, and it just like oh yeah, and it just like you're like it looks it looks like a dud coming out, and you're like I know the show's amazing. But it really needs that Frank Sinatra song starting it out, or it's not the same. Like. <laughs> fucking and kids, fucking and kids. <laughs> it's an institute you don't want none of. <laughs> I, I I was just talking, uh, I think it was a Cheney episode. We were just talking about how they need to bring back Married to Children and make it so Bud has the hot daughter and Kelly has like a nerdy son. Right. You could. The thing with married with children is they'll never get made again. There's no, no way. That show yeah, is so, so it, good. <laughs> it's so good. And then you have to remember that a lot of people critique that as being like a misogynistic type show. But 
when um, I forget what's her name, who plays Marcy, Amanda Burst, Amanda Burst, who's 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 brilliant and and a uh, and a, a lesbian woman. She starts to direct a lot of those later later episodes yep. and they're great. They're super good because she puts a new spin on it. They still do all the offensive stuff, but there's more of a comeback to it. Yeah. She makes she makes comeuppance happen, which yep. is 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 incredible. And that shows you that you could still make stuff like that. There's shitty people in this world, and I believe in comedy, you should still be able to show that. It's just a little more socially responsible Always to, sunny to show that it's wrong. Is, is a great example of that now. Where like they yes. they they push the envelope. They do everything you're not supposed to do these days. But they do it in the right way. They have gotten smartened up a little bit, and they they leaned a little more woke last season. But yeah, they you watch some of those, you're like, how do you get away with this? And then you have to remember, this is not a show about heroes. These people yeah, are yeah, awful, yeah. and their lives suck, and they're and they're worse at the end of every episode. And that's part of the fun. I just started um, this week. I started Eastbound and Down again from the beginning. I'm in. I'm on season three, and holy shit, like. It's every time I watch it again, more time has passed and it's become so overboard. It is way past, I think, always sunny as far as offensiveness. But Kenny Powers, his life crumbles. Yeah, he, he because yeah, he's a piece of it trash. It's worse for him throughout the seasons. Like, right? He's right. not he's not coming up. He's falling no. apart. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, no. Like. He, you like to see him fail also. It's not like I'm rooting for Kenny Powers to do good. I, w- I want him to be awful. I, mean, even <laughs> I want like, his life to fall apart. Even like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like Larry David's an asshole. And like uh, it's obvious like he's playing himself. Life has worked out for him. He has Seinfeld money. But like he's always putting himself like making things worse for himself no matter what he does. And like that last season he did where it was like he opens up. Did you see the last season where- where he gets in a yes. fight with the guy that owns the coffee shop, so he opens up a coffee shop spite store next door. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Just, uh, like, and it kind of works out for him, but it all he always ends up fucking eating it at the end. Like Right. And that's why I feel like the Marx brothers to me are like the perfect type of old timey comedy, because like their whole thing was we stick it to the man. Like our only uh-huh. victims are the richest people on the planet. Right. Can you really call them victims in this? We just made them look silly. We didn't hurt them. You know, they just got some mud on their face kind of thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's better for the rest of us. The the richest, and most powerful people get a little mud on their face occasionally. And that's why mm-hmm. I, lo- I love the Marx Brothers, man. Like that That is just the funniest shit to me, dude. Like, Yeah, they're they're very, very good. I think we just discussed on the Brido Hunk program. We did. What what our favorite old and I'm a I'm a Laurel and Hardy guy. You are yeah, you're Laurel Hardy. I'm more of a Marx Brothers. I do like Laurel and Hardy. I like Abbott Costello too a lot. Oh sure, sure. Like because I, that was that was the best like midday matinee that was always on as a kid. We didn't have cable when I grew up. So on like ABC there'd be Abbott and Costello versus the Wolfman. Yeah. As like a and the mummy. As like a seven year old, it's it's kind of scary, but it's funny. It's not like too scary. Yep. You still get to watch monsters. I uh my, my mom and I did the Abbott Costello Who's on First routine for uh the talent show when I was like in second grade. Oh, that's fantastic. So technically I guess it's the first time I did stand a stand up act in second grade at the talent show with my mom. That's incredible. <laughs> and I, I learned how to say all kinds of nifty words since then. 
that uh make it a uh, make it a lot more colorful than back then uh-huh. <laughs> um, made it made it made it not not usable on television yeah yeah it's not <laughs> it's not tv for you know what though like most of my jokes i can clean up dude like i don't have to cut i don't really cuss that much on stage it's just creating a dark vivid mental picture it's far more disturbing than saying fuck <laughs> right right <laughs> I I loved colorful language colorful language on uh on stage and that was a real downfall for me because a lot of my punchlines did have profanity I mean they just didn't work the same way otherwise yeah it was like, a big mistake it was a big mistake Scott no, I, don't... <laughs> <laughs> I had opportunities to do Conan I really blew it and I did blow it and that's okay I'm okay with it I'll probably never do stand up again. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence because it's been a couple of years for me already. I, I I don't have the need or the drive. I like doing this way better. Yeah, I love my podcast because it's an I get to talk for an hour every week, and yeah. I get all my I get as opposed to doing driving to Timbuktu or the fucking Valley or whatever to do five minutes and wait all night and spend sixty bucks at the bar and like I just do this from wherever hotel room. public park whatever i got you you have your your whole uh one of these zoom recorders is a full radio station dude it is and like uh little uh inside baseball how to make the sausage right here you're the one who like walked me through all the stuff i need to get to do this show oh yeah i remember you're like get his get a zoom get the sure mics get you know and like i do i followed it to a t like told me which hosting to get everything like i followed it to a t and it's worked out beautifully so far you know like and I, pa- I passed that along to you from uh I, vince averill did the same thing for me we went out for breakfast one day to uh on uh what on vermont uh pancake house house of pies house of pies yeah and sat sat there at the bar i brought a notebook i'm like all right what's everything i need like i need to know what what do what's a hosting thing what's what what uh what app do i need for this what's what what recorder what mics specifically you know all of that shit because i had no idea and i just wrote it all down and then you know once someone else asks i just give them the same answers dude i mean it works great because like the old show i used to do my buddy carl would record it we i'd go over to his house and we record it so now i gotta set up uh three schedules the guy who records it mine and the guests or whatever and so it's like, okay, that can't start, starts getting, that started getting really difficult, especially when I moved. That's kind of why the show ended and my computer had broke. So I was like, ah, but then he's got to send me the file. I would have to go into FileZilla, upload it into the back end of a website, publish it there, send the XML link over so it can go to iTunes and all that huge waste of time and pain in the ass with this. It's like, literally I have this sound card. I, once we stop here, I'm going to pop that sound card out, pop it in my laptop, put that file on the garage band compress it do all the things i gotta do there trim whatever i gotta trim and then it's good to go it'll, it'll be up within 30 minutes of us being recording done recording right know? right it's a it's a beautiful thing i don't think a lot of people listen to podcasts know like how it's it it's time consuming you have to do it right you yeah. have to know what you're doing but it is it's doable you can do it <laughs> it's funny because like you me brido like like so many people we all basically use the same exact setup right and like i mean it because it, it fucking works <laughs> like if you want to start a podcast con- get a zoom h6 like i'm shocked at how some people 
make it so much harder on themselves. I'll, I'll find like, no, 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 you just need this, this, and this, and that's it. And, and whatever you're editing software of choice, I forget what I use. Um, I forget. I don't even remember the name of it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been just a uh, absolute dream. What do I use here? I use uh, audacity. Uh, audacity. Yeah. And yeah, I've become, become proficient on audacity. It's like, I just learned. I, it took a long time. There was some nights when I was editing the thing until like 4am, like, God damn it. <laughs> so you don't know, you don't know what settings you want on compression and whatnot, but this probably isn't super interesting to a lot of people, but you know, I, I feel like I'm, I, I know how to do something. I didn't know how to do a hundred and you know, 26 episodes ago. I just figured out this week really how to like trim pieces out and kind of blend it together and make it kind of seem seamless. And like, so now I feel way more confident because like there was times where people be like, Hey, can you edit that out? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, oh my God. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Once you start to, you learn those little things. It's it's so much easier. And what's cool about me using GarageBand for this is it's basically the same as iMovie. So my video editing skills are basically improving as well. Like, cause it's all the same click and drag format. Like, right. It doesn't really right. change too much. It's basically the same controls, but no, like I, I actually bought like a fucking 1080 HD cam that I got off Amazon. I had it, my mom got me an Amazon gift card. And I was like, all right, I'll buy some, some dumb shit. Like, and I was fucking around with that, but like, I like this, I need my webcam here. Cause it's weird when I had the other one and it's like, you'd be looking at my profile the whole time <laughs> it's like it's like a weird like demented streamer look i wasn't quite down with that but i think i'm gonna i'm gonna figure out a way to kind of set up a studio area like more of a studio area over here and like start doing like a probably start doing these on instagram live or something like that that's fun i've like that's an, that's another step i have not figured out how to do i don't know how to do twitch and part yeah, of it is i want to start getting some video going with it kind of you know I would do it on my Patreon if I hit a certain amount of, of, uh, of people who donate, but you know, that's, that's down the line. Something that I've always tried to not do because I've done it in the past and it's just made me lose interest in shit is when I do too much, you know, trying to bite off, like, I'm going to put this on Twitch. I'm going to put this on this, on this, on this, on this. I'm like, no, it goes here, here and here. And that's it. It goes to, I, I put my podcast everywhere except for soundcloud because soundcloud had like it's like six downloads a, a week or something or four i'm like i'm sorry guys i can't yeah pay for soundcloud for four people i'm not paying for the subscription yeah, you can when, find it in other places guys <laughs> when the huge when yeah when the huge numbers are on the other things i'm not dealing with soundcloud so every week i get this thing failed to upload to soundcloud because i don't have enough I don't pay them money. I would say like seventy percent like, of my. I'd say seventy percent at least of my numbers are from Apple. Right. I get some. I get a little chunk from maybe twenty percent on Spotify. Yeah, I get a chunk from Spotify, and I get a little chunk from Amazon and Google Play. Like Google bit, Play, I get like, it. I get a, a decent bit. chunk. Yeah. So wherever you're listening to this show, uh, hopefully, uh, you know. Hey, you know what? Leave me a comment in the comment section on wherever you're listening. Of where you listen, you know, I, I, do you, do you use Chartable at all? Um, I know what it is, but no, I don't even want to know. It's just, I'm, that's the thing. Is, <laughs> what I like about I it though is it lets you know when you get a new comment somewhere. 
So someone leaves me a random comment on a place like Amazon and I want to re- like they're asking me a question and want me to respond, I can get back to them or whatever. That's fun. Really, it hasn't really come up yet, but no. I it's like for me it's look, I put this for free everywhere if you want to if you want to um, you know, help me break even. Yeah, stop on by patreoncom slash Burns. Yeah, I and that's where I put everything. You know, I put everything first there. I just like that's who keeps the show on the air, and that's my thought process. Is like you give out all this free content. I've made so much free content, just like you have and every other comedian over the years. It's like I can't just give away everything at a certain yeah. point. I just want to be able to buy some bread. <laughs> I've been doing two episodes a week on the free feed here, but I think I'm going to go to one and one where one will be on the free and then one will be on the Patreon. Yeah. And I was doing like, I again, like, like I said, overextending, I was doing so much stuff on Patreon that half the time I, it wouldn't even register to people. Like people are busy at work. They don't have time to read this big, long diatribe or yeah. watch some video in the middle of the day. They just want another podcast. Yeah. No, like that's like, I just pretty much like at my work, I just put on my headphones and listen to podcasts all day and zone out. Yeah. So it's like, I like having an extra, you know, like I'll pretty much listen to any of my friends shows. And like my favorites are yours, sports gambling podcast and bright and hunk. Those, oh, are, those, those, those are the ones like I dude, honestly, your newest episode had me like belly laughing, crying at work today. And people oh, were looking good. at people were looking at me like, what the fuck? But when you were reading from chapter four of Dad Boner, this dude, the stuff about like we got so hammered, we left the the Wendy's in the car overnight, and like noticed a big ass dent in his front fender. It's like, oh, dude, I have lived that so many right. times. Dude. Feels real. <laughs> it's so I'm glad real. you liked it. I'm glad you liked it because sometimes, like, I thought that was a dud of an episode, and then a lot of people said they liked it. And sometimes that's just the way it is. And I think it's just all in your head. It is. Just what, whatever mood you happen to be in, you'll walk away from it. And you're like, hey, I had fun instead of like, well, I did the work that day. And well, everyone's going to like it just the same. They don't know what your own noggin's going through. Dude, like doing this show, the first like 15, 20 episodes, I thought they sucked. And they didn't. But I was so worried about making sure my levels are right and using my equipment and getting used to it all. But now that I have a comfort level with everything and knowing that I can fix anything in editing that comes up for the most part, I'm way more relaxed doing the show. For sure. And it's like, dude, I got San Hope like on episode 15 or whatever. And it's like, man, I wish I had him now where I'm more comfortable with <laughs> I'm better with right. the equipment. But it's like, hey, whatever. Right. Why don't you bring him back another bring him back another time? Bring him back for episode hundred. Dude, he's well, next time he's in Vegas, he said he wants to party with me down at the plaza. Everyone says I've never met him. And everyone says he's just like, he's so down to do whatever. Yeah. He's like a normal dude wants to hang out. (laughs) And he was, you know, he was a, he was a pioneer of getting out of Los Angeles. Yeah, he was. I was like, I'm going to Arizona. I think you guys, (laughs) I think he still has, I don't know if he, maybe he still does, but I know a few years ago he still did, but he still had his apartment in West Hollywood from like the late eighties, early nineties or whatever. Cause it was a rent control deal. So he was paying like he had it for like four hundred, five hundred bucks a month or something. And when he moved That's to Bisbee, dream. he was like, "I could still afford this place in West Hollywood." So when he's in town, he's got a place there to crash at. That's the absolute dream. I wish I had that in L.A. Oh, because dude. you can't do it now. You can that that apartment would be twenty one hundred, twenty two hundred dollars minimum, a month. dude. Like, dude, my place here right now is eight fifty, dude. <laughs> 
and it's that's like, free and it's like a fucking like one bedroom luxury condo and like a really nice community on the nice part of town yeah and like yeah. This, like this would be a thirty two hundred dollar place in la that's incredible like it's, like it's 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 so stupid i was actually looking today dude at a place uh not too far from here where my one of my coworkers told me about it in her comic dude two bedroom two bath two balconies in like a nice gated community with pool gym everything guess how much here in, no, in, in, in vegas. vegas yeah in vegas 13 9.50 <laughs> <laughs> dude you want to come you want to move to vegas grow pot and, and uh, be my roommate in a two-bedroom condo out here pay less than 500 a month in rent you let me know dude i got you it's, it sounds good it was you know i i'm I'm, I've still haven't uh, decided where, in the, like, in a year from now, I'm I'm gonna play out the summer here, Mark. month to month in uh, in in Michigan, and then I don't know. I, I just I just don't know, Scott. I <laughs> I have no plan, and I don't care to have one. We're just day to day. That's a smart move, man. Dude, my company just hooked me up with a fucking free life insurance policy. That's incredible. Right. <laughs> well, you'll be dead soon. Who's, who's the benefactor? Whoever I got my brother. Dude, it's funny. I put my brother on there, and That's uh, safe. and my brother. I told him about it. He's like, "Oh, cool, dude. How much do I get when you die?" Just immediately, like <laughs> first thing he said. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how would you want to die if that was to happen? And I'm like, telling uh, him, well, I want the Donnie from Big Lebowski's treatment. Like, just go get a Folgers can from Ralph's. Uh, <laughs> put, put my ashes in there. Save as much money as possible. Don't go blowing this life insurance policy on on uh, frivolous things like an urn or uh, right. Uh, you, know. I, you know, I actually I kind of would like a Viking funeral. That's fun. Yeah, dude. Someone's got to shoot the arrow and fucking all that dead hair on your body would go up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like you know, like dried out Christmas tree that just. <laughs> It's just woof, just instant flames. <laughs> just put a little lighter fluid on my pubes, man, and just the whole thing goes. Uh-huh. Just uh. see it, just see it fly up the treasure trail <laughs> in the chest. Oh, dude, it's just, it's just all like connected. You know what's weird is I have a bald patch on the small of my back, and I can never quite figure out why that's there. Basically, uh-huh. I hear every other inch of my body. <laughs> that weird little spot on the, my lower back, dude. Um, uh, I, you're speaking, talking about podcasts you like. I, I wanted to plug uh, Christian Duguay's Valley Heat is my hands down favorite podcast currently. You know, I'm going to check that out tomorrow because you're the second person to tell me that in the last couple of weeks now. Sean Green was just telling me about that. I hung out with him last week. It's it's incredible. And it is, I can't, it's, it's, it's like for me, and this is, you know, com- coming from me, this is, it's like dad boner. But a guy who works in just a random guy in Burbank, and it's not like Dad Boner and all, but it's the same thing that I like to make comedically when I write scripts and things, is it's just like him and an, an across-the-street neighbor and some other neighbor. Like, the distance is just this one block in Burbank, and he builds this huge world out of that, and it's so pleasurable to watch not sponsored not i've not told him i'm going to plug this i've just overcome with joy dude i mean i love christian and he's one of the funniest dudes i've ever met in my life so i'm 
yeah, I, I definitely got to check this one out. Like, you it know, is ultra ultra Christian. It is ultra like you can see so much of him, and it, and that makes it even better. Like you see, oh, that's he's talking. He's being him right now. He's being <laughs> him right now. Oh, here's a heightening of him. It's it's fucking fantastic. Highly recommend it, dude. Uh, I have a, a like a neighbor over here who's like, dude, he reminds me of like I call him Nursulup Taliakba. He reminds me of the neighbor from Borat. Cause like he's just this dude that he's like, cause I'm on the second floor and he's on the second floor, but like across, like as I live right off the fire road here. So like across this little fire road, there's like three, four condos down. And this guy's like, and I'll, when I'll be on the balcony having a smoke, I'll look over and he'll be out there smoking too, but just like staring at me. Like all like, like wearing like the little hat, like Borat's neighbor, just like looking at me. So like, I always say to Jen, like he is painting my assholes. And then like, when I got the car, <laughs> I got the car. I kept saying like, I get new car. He cannot afford a new car. Great success. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I honestly, like living in a condo community like that, like this now, it's like, because I've only ever lived in like a shitty apartment buildings or like right. like low income housing kind of thing situation. Like, so it's like I, or, or like where I grew up in Whittier. So like, I'm not used to like, like a condo community has its own vibe and its own quirks. And you see the same dude, as I was pulling up home from work today, there's this guy out walking his dog. And he's like just trying to like wait there and wave me by, but he's standing in my parking spot. <laughs> Number parking. So I'm like, dude, I'm like, you're in my fucking spot, guy. Get out of there. And let me pull into it, dude. It's been a long day, man. I want to go home. Go be nice somewhere else. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, go, go be nice somewhere else, jerk off. <laughs> but I gotta tell you about a couple of my neighborhood bars. I think you'll love them. There's the end zone. All right. It's a mm-hmm. uh, normally a University of Michigan bar. I know you're a Michigan State guy, but no, but I I don't harbor ill will towards towards University of Michigan. But I know you're it's a, you're supposed to, but no, it's a Michigan bar. But then on Sundays it turns into a Steelers bar, and I'm a big Steelers fan. And they'll just like to me, it's so funny. They they take like these big like curtains, like Steelers curtains and stuff, and put it over all the Michigan stuff around the bar. What? And, like, <laughs> like convert it into another like a. <laughs> or they just leave it all up just do 50 50 dude it's really funny dude uh but dude this place rules because during happy hour you get two 32 ounce cans of miller light for two bucks oh my can 32 ounce can yeah like the you know the big boy cans of miller light yeah not the two by four no no not the two by four like the big like the fat dogs it's like a fucking man can. can but beer it's yeah like yeah. bigger yeah they're normally like four bucks or three bucks, but during happy hour they're two. That's insane, <laughs> dude! Like that's free, <laughs> dude. I like, dude, like, and like, if you're gambling, they don't charge you. Like, if you so you just oh, put like yeah. you just put twenty bucks in the video poker machine, casually play. I will get like blackout hammered at some of these local spots for like eight dollars. Smart. It's just <laughs> Vegas gets it, man. They yeah. really. Yeah, I know. They un- they un- they understand how to make money, and this isn't some big revelation, but it's just incredible. About now, it's a business model that people fail to like. The hosp- the pure hospitality is lost in a lot of places like Los Angeles. Los Angeles bars don't understand the what the words buyback mean. Like once in a while, maybe maybe you'll get a buyback at some uh, some bar that you go to regularly. And that's a maybe. And I think I Dude. could count on one hand in 12 years the times that, that happened. 
but in, unless it was like a place where I ran a show when I got free drinks and they slid me some on the side, but it just doesn't happen there. And it it's reflected in the quality of, of the way that people are treated and act in these establishments. Yep. Whereas in Las Vegas makes you feel welcome and it should be this, it's looked at as this big tourist uh, destination. But when you get into old Vegas and some of these independent bars, like you speak of, they treat you well. They treat you like you want to be treated, and that makes you not care about spending money there. Dude, and, like, not only that, like, in L.A., New York, or whatever, a lot of your bartenders want to be actors or want to be something else, and they're just bartending. Here, That's also correct. People want to be bartenders. They yeah. move here to make good money bartending because it's a very yes. lucrative position here because when you're, you're handing out that many comps, because, like, a lot of my, like, local spots, like, They'll give me like a lot of people go there just to play games and don't drink. And so they have a bunch right. of comps for them. So I go in there. I tip well. They're always like, hey, Scott, got a few free drinks for you because they don't. That person over there has been playing for a while. You know, I'm like, oh, fucking aid. <laughs> like, I'm, well, you just earned like an extra 10, 15 bucks on your tip. Or, you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very easy. Like, dude, ca- like, I mean, Robert De Niro said it best, dude. The whole point of this town is cash. That's the whole mm-hmm. point. Separate people from their cash. That's the whole point of the city. And I, yep. like, dude, like, uh, no, nah, but like, okay, here's another local bar I think you'll love, dude. Because, uh, like, when after post COVID, man, when things are full, you got to come. I got to show you my local version of Vegas, uh, dude. And I was gonna, and, and you have to understand, I I wanted it when I when I uh, my first destination when I left Los Angeles was two nights in Vegas, but I was just, I was so at the end of my rope personally psychologically uh, on top of the stress and strain of having to leave everything and pack everything up oh and yeah dude. say goodbye to everyone i was just like i didn't want to see anyone until i got all the way across the country i just i would have hooked you up with some free weed but yeah <laughs> i know but i know i just i and i appreciate that of course <laughs> but i just couldn't bear the thought of i just wanted to be by myself because then it would have been another goodbye too (laughs) you just did all these goodbyes and it's like another goodbye dude and i didn't and i hardly did any goodbyes because of covid yeah like i said i said goodbye to uh you know the close homies not all of them and at that time it wasn't like you weren't giving hugs out or anything that was it was just kind of like six feet apart Okay, you so, know, see you down the road. All right. Well, I got this other it. spot that's maybe like I don't know, maybe a mile from my pad, maybe a mile and a half. It's just down Buffalo Road here, um, but it's called uh, Charlie Down Unders, and it's like a fucking Australian like crocodile Dundee theme bar. I, th- I like that. I think you would really love this place. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. That place. That place is pretty cool. I've only ever been gone there for like lunch, uh, but I've always felt like this place probably just pops on a saturday night <laughs> like, yeah like uh there's also a cool spot called the golden tiki i mentioned that bar several times on the show it's over by my work on a spring mountain road it's maybe like two blocks from the strip like right over kind of by the rio and uh like the wind kind of that area mm-hmm. if you're familiar yeah. with that part of town um sure dude like that place rules because they have like cool like live like like surf rock bands and shit it's like a full-on tiki bar and this like weird little like chinatown strip mall so that's a lot of fun yeah dude there's like it was like and chinatown like i don't like they call it chinatown but it's also like little vietnam little tokyo 
like like little Filipino town. It's like it's like Asia town kind of. Just ra- there's some some racist named it. Some name, well, they're yeah. all Chinese, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, so like, I feel like, I feel weird saying that, but it, I can't I can't separate these people. It's on the just wo- Chinatown. On the right? one end, there's a huge sign that says Chinatown, and the other end is a huge sign that says Koreatown. If you go like all the way down to the end of the street, like it's it's weird. But like, dude, like it's like got all these like weird like Vietnamese like sandwich shops and stuff, like the banh mi sandwich shops. Yeah, and then there's yeah. this fucking. Like, and you wouldn't notice it by the outside, but then you walk in, you're in like a tropical paradise. It's incredible, that's, dude. That's the best. And it, I think that's true in almost any city. You want to go find a cool bar, go to Chinatown. You want to yeah. find something that's, you want to find something you walk in, it's just like the perfect dive with a, and it's spit polished and nice, but it's still divey. Like Chinatown's your place. There's or Korea Los Town. Angeles. LA Koreatown has some amazing little spots like Frank and Hanks yes. and the HMS Bounty. I mean, yeah, some yeah. some beautiful spots there. But but the note mm-hmm. I really like is like I kind of basically have all the same stuff I would have in LA here for yeah. the, for the most part. But I have all the casinos, but there's a fraction of the people. Yes, I mean there's there could be fucking twenty million tourists in town. I wouldn't notice because that's all separated. In, in its own little area and they all stay over there and i got this nice little suburban crawl to myself <laughs> yeah i stayed at the mgm because it was 42 bucks a night oh, and usually I, I only stay at i stay at nugget or stay in the in old vegas or on fremont street which i highly prefer but i had a huge amount of valuables in my car that I didn't want to bring in. And I was like, all right, MGM is going to be real locked down, yeah. better security. I'm just assuming maybe the nugget has decent security. I'm just going to assume not. <laughs> so <laughs> went to MGM, had, had a great time, but I didn't leave my, uh, I only left my room to go on the strip once. And that was to buy a couple bottles of wine. I found some fake ass weed store that sold like it didn't say any sort of thc on the on the gummies there's like they're supposed to be labeled by state law i mean i work in the business right Right. i know how strict the state can be on the labeling and stuff with testing right they were not they were not it was some other it's not cbd it's not thc it's something else like i forget what it is what is it the terrapines maybe those are like the natural kind of like uh like a it's like the, they're the natural compounds that like give it like the make this one tastes like orange or this one tastes like strawberries or whatever. This one piney. We got no, no. From the it, it, it's something else, and I forget what it's called. Anywho, I I go in there and I just like I went on the strip and like it was a it looked cesspooly. It was just you know I was still hypersensitive of COVID from leaving Los Angeles and it was just chaos and it was like wild west show in in on the strip seedy as fuck there's hardly anyone here anyone out everything's shut down half the restaurants are closed so i was just like fuck it convenience store i think i went to cvs red wine went to this weed store got hustled and paid like 40 bucks for this cbd unlabeled no thc content whatsoever gummies and I get home. I'm like, oh shit! I looked it up. And there's tons of bad reviews for whatever this chain yeah. of uh, weed stores were. So I'm like, well, fuck it. These are supposed to be just CBD bullshit. So I ate like five. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, at least I'll get really relaxed. 
and they kicked in just like they were real. And I guess maybe there was THC in them. Who fucking knows? But I got blown out to the bejesus. <laughs> and then like the next day I took like a couple didn't really do anything. So I think that some of them were legit and some weren't. It was probably just like a grab bag. bag. Yeah. Like so weird, but they were way overpriced and I felt like a tourist trap sucker right off the turnip truck. Well, it's funny. Like the cultivation I work at is right over by the strip, but my company's dispensary that they run, that we run, uh, is by my pad. So oh, it's I, fantastic. I live right by the shop where I actually get the weed, but like, but there, I mean, dude, I, our cultivation sells to basically all the shops in town and even in like an arena and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, we're shipping all over. Like it's, it's kind of, dude, it's, it's weird. How, like, it's like I worked in California cannabis for a while, but Nevada cannabis is much different. And it's like, I would say it's more strict, but like, dude, I had to do like an FBI background check and fingerprints and all that shit, dude. Like, it was like no joke, dude. Wow. Yeah. Because there is a little stricter, of rules in vegas you yeah. can't smoke on the strip you can't smoke on the street you gotta be in the privacy of your home that's home, why correct. you gotta get one of these yeah i got one of, uh, it's a wax like dab pen and it's got a little secret compartment where i can just load it up with some more wax down here nice you know, i load this thing up i take it with me to the casino when i'm going and dude, they just think i'm hitting a fucking tobacco vape pen. i'll just hit this straight at the bar right at the bar that's great <laughs> I hit it right there in the sports book no one gives a shit dude because i had I had a five pack of uh, joints that I've had from California. And I thought that, you know, I'll just walk down the strip, toke down a whole one and just look at the lights. And, and then I, you know, I got paranoid looking up on the internet. Like, it's like, if you get caught doing this, you're going to jail or whatever. And I, it's not that, but dude, it's like, I mean, I've smoked weed in front of a cop down in downtown on Fremont street. Right. Right. But there's always, there could be the dickhead cop that's going to put yeah. you in the, in the pokey for the night. And that's the last thing I need with a rental car filled with my entire <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah. So I'm supposed to stay at the MGM. So I ended up just flushing it all because I knew I had to go through uh, New Mexico and, and, and all these States where it's not legal. And I'm like, I was, I was just paranoid. I'm like, what if my car did get searched? What if someone pulls me over and like, hey, boy, or whatever the fuck? And... You're not from around here, are you, boy? You know, so, yeah, I've so... Actually, I've, someone told me that at a dive at a hotel dive bar in Anderson, Indiana one time. <laughs> Dude was wearing overalls with no shirt, too. I shit you not. Me and my brother are sitting there at the bar, and we're wearing like UCLA gear watching a basketball game. And the guy's like, you boys ain't from around here, are you? I'm like, what gave it away? Like, our, like our jaw our perfect jaw lines <laughs> <laughs> i had that happen to me today i went to the local hardware store and i had to get a propane tank filled up so i could grill some pork chops and uh guy's filling it up and he looks at me and goes so uh you're not from here like what wh where are you like where are you from and i'm like well I, I grew up here i'm just like you know i'm kind of bouncing around michigan and I thought about it in the car. I was like, oh, shit, everyone here, and this is a majority of, of males, wear camo hats with the sunglasses on top and some sort of giant flannel shirt, filthy jeans and filthy boots. And that's just – and I look down, and I've got on, uh, like, fresh suede pink Deodoras, <laughs> skinny sweats, <laughs> like this this fitted LL Bean, like, like parkas windbreaker zipped up. Like a fitted hat, real crisp, and my like <laughs> fucking 
obnoxious, you know, expensive frame glasses. I was like, oh, shit. No one ever really called me out on this before. Yeah, I look like a total jackass. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, I, I do scream big city. Dude, uh, dude I'm, <laughs> big city wuss. The CVS by my pad has the, uh, um, like, the Junior Soprano, like, barber shirts. And I go down there and, like, yeah, at the drugstore. Yeah, so I've been buying, like, my shirts at CVS because they got the cool, like, like, the Havana style shirts. You know what I'm talking about? Gambler shirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm like, hey, I'm just going to really lean into the local look here, dude. I'm not going to fight it, man. Like, and I keep telling people, next time you come visit me out here, dude, I'm going to be fully like Fredo at the end of Godfather Part One, where he's got like the full on, like, big lapel shirt with like the vest and like he's all pimp 1940s pimped out like yeah that, that's gonna be me soon dude like i'm feeling it michigan has good weed michigan has good uh weed shops which i was very impressed with yeah i and... heard you talking about that on the show dude i didn't i didn't realize michigan and legal but i mean pretty much everybody has at this point i mean most yeah and i was i was here for like a week and i had to drive like i don't know a half hour or something to go find some but good prices very low prices, like uh, you know, a, a bag of gummies that was that were thirty bucks in Los Angeles or ten, and I'm like what, ten bucks? Like, give me this, 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 and this, and this, and then walk out like a little kid candy store, literally, <laughs> yeah. big bag of stuff, lay it all out when I get home. My uh, it, the, my company so shop, cheap. and I don't get the specials like on a discount. I get my discount there, but not on actual specials because they're already discounted. But the special this week for four twenty was we had two different half ounces for fifty bucks each. Wow, <laughs> and it's good too. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it's like for a hundred bucks, you're walking away with a full ounce, dude. Like that's incredible. That's so much weed for me. That would last. <laughs> yeah, dude. I haven't smoked since I uh, since I've been here just, since I just, left Vegas. Just the gummies. Yeah, since well, since I left uh, Michigan, I have I have not inhaled. Uh, any sort of usually just anything. like to do like one or two quick little hits you're not like a huge like i'm gonna sit back and fire four bong lodestone or uh, i'm not a bong guy i'm a i'm a i'm a put my put my uh pre-roll back in the tube kind of guy but yeah by by the end of los angeles i was i was probably burning a whole one a day All right. for, just like hit by hit and that's probably my max but yeah i just uh just you know because i quit smoking too yeah I haven't had a cigarette in I think 600 days. Wow. So, so it was just like, well, if I can just take a little break and make, and make the lungs get even a little more healed up. And then the next, and I've got some, I've got, I've got some nice big pre-rolls sitting there in a drawer that I'm just waiting for. Like, I'm going to have some boys over to hang in a couple weeks. And I'm like, it's going to be fun because <laughs> it's going to be, a, it's going to be a whole other ride, Scott. <laughs> it's it, it hits different the, dude, the gummies I, are great oh but, yeah man but, there's nothing like a good smoke dude like, no i can't wait I, I mean i like this little wax pen that i hit but no i like a i mean once this is over i'm gonna go fire up a, another bong rip um i think it's cool though you get to hang out with your old school friends man because you do got some characters in that that mix dude crazy cooter uh the man, who, the man who dad boner himself was based i love it i do i love how you told us on brido's show how Dad boner, the name uh is based on your friend who's a border patrol agent. 
One of them, yeah. One of it's a it's the first name of one and the last name of the other. And yeah. One of them's one of them's an athletic director for a high school, and one of them's a board of patrol agent. <laughs> and if you're not familiar with the saga of Dad Boner, oh god, everybody get Mike's book, follow at Dad Boner. <laughs> like it's it's some of the funniest shit you'll ever hear in your life. Because like, like you said, it's you- it's real. I mean, it's not real, but it's real. <laughs> it felt real at the time, you know, for m- multiple years. People thought it was real, but I love how you planned him to take a month off to have a fake heart attack. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's just goddamn brilliant. <laughs> I was all about the art. I was so about the art then. <laughs> well, dude, anything, anything else you want to plug, dude? Because I've got to wrap it up here in a minute, dude. Uh, uh, subscribe to Power Moves with Mike Burns. Um, you, you'll love it. Uh, Scott's testimony is is is, enough, is all you need. Yeah, if, I mean, uh, it we, makes me laugh hysterically. I think you guys, will, if you if you guys think I'm funny, you'll love this shit. Well, your co my co host is gnarly Zach, who's just a regular dude from Whittier. Yeah, Whittier. no, he and I have become buddies and like DM quite a bit now and stuff and talk like sports stuff. But like, it's funny because like we'll make like hardcore local references to each other. About oh, sure. like local restaurant, like like some shit that like, dude, like if you're not from there, you do not get that at all. And like, it's it's hilarious. See, like, because like, we we both hate on guys that went to Lucerna High School. <laughs> like, like, it's, <laughs> it's very specific. We, we both hate the same exact type of person from where we're from. So it's 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 funny how the the neighborhood doesn't change too much. He's such a good dude, and he's so real. And you know, Brooks was a co-host for Brooks Williams co-host fantastic co-host but he's an entertainer first and it was you know it, he he needs to be on i need to be on and, and it's tough gnarly is an everyman who has the skills of a professional comedian with never having never done any of this he's just so relatable and easy to listen to and you know both are great yeah, but, I need to get gnarly but, on this show, dude, for sure. Like, you should have gnarly on. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get him on soon, dude. Yeah, because he's great, man. Like, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's my that's my uh, current bread and butter. If you want to Venmo me some money to Pizza Nacho sixty nine, <laughs> so I can buy more Ethereum, <laughs> that also be welcome. Yeah. That's a, that's how everyone should like when people get asked if they have any things they want to plug yes my event my venmo i got a venmo i got a cash app <laughs> i i'm just gonna start saying hey you got anything on your plug yeah send me some nudes <laughs> <laughs> oh and if you want to if you want to check out all my sweet merch uh powermovesgoods.com that's powermovesgoods.com a lot of great golf stuff if you're a golfer. A yeah, dude, you know what? Golfer. i'm actually uh my next paycheck dude i'm planning on ordering one of those golf hats those are pretty sweet dude yeah, let let me know. Text me, and I'll and I'll shoot you over a uh, a discount code so you get that for cost. All right, sweet, sweet, dude. I'm, I'm always down for that. I've been, uh, dude. Sean uh, gave me, you know, like the Seven Eleven size rack of Bic lighters. The case he gave yeah, me, yeah, yeah. he gave me an entire one of those of sports gambling podcast lighters. Oh, those are incredible. Big full on Bics, dude. Like, uh, yeah. So I have like a whole rack. So I've been handing them out, handing them out to everybody at work, and everyone's like. Dude, I'm like, hey, I got some free lighters for you guys. You want one? And they're like, and they're expecting like the shittiest ones. I'm like, wow, it's a big. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, they're great. And I listen to that show a lot during the tournament. Like, I was never oh, a yeah. regular listener. I would listen to like, you know, one like out of one every four, one out of four. Like I'd say, I listen to that. You, I, you should hit them up time. for next week because I think they need a Lions fan for the draft coverage. 
Oh, that's fun. Maybe so I will. What, what would they do is like each while our like I'm gonna do the Steelers coverage, and what we they do is like we'll be on the clock when the team's on the clock, and we'll be talking, and they, we'll give like our immediate reaction to the pick or whatever. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Hit Sean up, dude. See if uh, like uh, yeah. That, that dude, we did that last year. It was so much fun, man. And like, like the Steelers didn't have a first round pick last year, but they didn't have a Raiders person. So since I live in Vegas, I got to do the two Raiders first round picks last year. <laughs> and so it's like they had me on and they brought me back and all i did was like you know they're gonna make the wrong pick and i was like you know they're gonna just the first pick they're gonna take the fastest wide receiver on the board it's exactly what they did right <laughs> it's i mean i couldn't have scripted better myself like they're still letting al get davis's ghost make the decisions over there so oh yeah that's a good show those guys are d- good dudes man when when you listen to that show it's it's very comforting it's like oh what i'm doing isn't wrong I'm not throwing money away. No. I'm not gambling with what I don't have I'm to lose. Making a calculated <laughs> investment. I it's just a calculated investment going on what CJ Sullivan texted me. <laughs> yeah. Another friend of the show. <laughs> but uh Have you had him on? Yeah, yeah, he's been on. Yeah, he's he was great, man. He was telling me about he's like fit- the old school like Philly like OTBs that he went to growing up. I'm like, oh man, yeah, he's got some great stories. Like he's fantastic. He is pound for pound one of the best uh one-on-one funniest person oh, people you'll, you'll, you'll ever talk to oh man he's so great uh I, I haven't met him yet but i need to get mick betancourt on i, I heard about yeah. brido's show talking about like the story of like these croatian kids like <laughs> like getting in a fight with them like like it's the it's like if you listen to hunk with mike bridenstein it's perhaps the like it's on his feed it's like a five and he has just that little story on there and it's one of it's possibly the hardest i've laughed in like two years like it was just so yeah. so funny but uh... mickey's mickey's stories are are just incredible that dude <laughs> he he also his stand-up he could just tell stories that's all he had to do was tell a story and i remember i i got i had the pleasure of like before he quit drinking to booze with him in in, in los angeles <laughs> And he was like one in like there's there's people you remember, I think like in general, just as as far as being a comedian goes, that you'll always have a respect and a love for. And those are the guys that already were a little more established and were uh, way ahead of you and were guys that were just regular dudes and didn't care what your success level was, didn't care what um like what you had going on or what you could do for them. They were just happy that you were a funny guy and someone to chit chat with. And yeah, that's you know, how that's I felt like just... you, you and like uh Brido Kyle and a lot of the Chicago guys that all kind of came around around the same time. I always thought you guys had been doing comedy longer than I had at that point and stuff, but you guys were all new to LA and I was like my home turf. And I don't know. I, I felt comfortable with you guys. Cause like you were discovering this new city, but I'm discovering this new kind of Avenue of doing stand up. And it all was kind of, I don't know. I met a lot of good friends during those first few years. Like, Yeah, I think it's just always something just in all in, in life to always remember. It's like, don't fuck people who have, like don't care about you because you can't do something for them. Or <laughs> like, it's, it's just a bad way to operate. And in, in general, my life mantra is it's better to, to, uh, to die loved by a, a small amount of people than liked by a million. I would so much rather have like, a thousand diehards than like a million people that like just know who I am. <laughs> that's that's 
that's my my podcast is not massive it does very well but i'm not like ever gonna be in the top 10 on a, yeah on i'm not competing with joe rogan <laughs> but the number that i have is very comfortable and it it and it still allows me to be able to answer almost anyone who messaged me messages me on Twitter or Instagram or or Patreon. It might take me a few weeks to catch up on all of it, but I can always chit chat with everyone yeah, to a dude. certain extent. And and that's a it's a beautiful thing. And when you come from an arena where I was happy to drive a half hour to perform for five minutes for ten people, and now for for free for, a couple, for thousands of people, I can do it for an hour podcasting is 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 uh much of a joke that people poke at it is become a great thing for comedians yeah i mean and like this 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 is fantastic that you have this show you get to do an hour with all these fun people scott and it's it's fucking beautiful yeah dude i love it so much it's like like especially moving out here it's like for that first year or so because like you know my buddy that i moved out here to work with in the pool business like he ghosted me like completely. Oh yeah, you told me like, that. Like you the first, had this like, lined up. So I had this whole thing lined up, and then like, dude, ghost me. So I run through my savings, waiting, and then I need all this dental work. I got to do the GoFundMe for that, and like, oh yeah, you had, everybody you had teeth fall out. and all the homies came, came together, <laughs> dude. Like, like, dude, I realized who like some my some of my really good friends were during that because like, uh, our neck, my next guest, Johnny Pemberton, actually was like. Hey man, if you don't get the money together, I'll give you an interest-free loan to finish off whatever you can't afford. Like, I mean, like people were just coming out of the woodwork to help on that, and it was like incredible. Johnny, Johnny, and another another beautiful human being, great Been in movies, big TV star. That dude doesn't give a fuck. Dude, that guy's just... still still joke text with me, and I don't know. Like, I'm having him next episode. Like, really looking forward to that one next week. But I mean, like, uh, excellent. Yeah, like, dude, it's just like I, it's. Like, I, I don't know, this, like, really kind of, whatever homesickness I may have had or whatever, this show has really helped me get over all that. Because I'm reconnecting with everybody and sitting down doing these, like, kind of Zoom, FaceTime, one-on-ones. And it's just, it's funny to see, like, how, like, I mean, COVID's changed us all. Whether we were <laughs> all going to acknowledge that or not. But we've all changed, and hopefully we change for the better. Because I feel like I'm coming out of this way better than I went into it. Me too. Some <laughs> people like COVID sucks. I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm doing pretty good. I, know, I got a car now and life insurance. I'm doing all right, man. <laughs> I didn't have three brokerage accounts before COVID, and that's good. You know, all of this. These are all positive things that sometimes you have to take stock of where your life is and make a drastic change. Yeah, and get healthier and and just say you know what look at the party's over in a certain way there's going to be a new party but that old party you've been to the party the party's it's 4 a.m 5 a.m it's time to go home and get a good night's rest (laughs) at 5 (laughs) a.m yeah well for the rest you know good morning a good day's rest sometimes you need a couple days rest after (laughs) after that one of those but i did that and i I, I feel like such a better person. And I think if I go back to Los Angeles, I'll do it in a different way. Absolutely. And I'll look at it differently. Same I will here. not move in. I will not blow all my Dude, money. To I just, a- I just got a thing today asking me if I wanted to audition for this commercial and it pays pretty good, but it's like, Hey guys, like, you know, I moved away for a reason. <laughs> right. like, cause, but if this is like one of those self tape ones that I could just do from here, 
Oh uh, yeah, I'll, I mean, I imagine that's what it is. Like, I might as well do that. Or it's got, it's got to be. It's got to be. It's like, got to be. I'm not, I'm not going into fucking LA to read for a commercial right now. I'll tell you that, dude. Here, here's the other thing that COVID exposed is that you don't have to live there. You don't. And when, I, dude, I was just gonna say these, this, dude. Yeah. When you make these chunks of money in Los Angeles, it's gone because you're already so broke, and you're thirsting for that money for a project that took a year, and you get that nice paycheck and it's gone with all the debt you've accrued if you don't live in los angeles you can use that to spend on a a nice place to live yeah buy a dirt bike dude (laughs) dirt bike yeah buy a dirt bike uh, a hunting rifle whatever cool stuff you want to buy some new oakley razor blades go out and buy it because you're living for free compared to what you lived previously and like dude like in and not just LA, like it's not just the rent either. It's like the cost of living on everything. Like, dude, yes. Like I did. I had to fill up my tank last week before I left. I think I paid something like four, God, like almost five bucks a gallon there. Out here, mm-hmm. it's like three thirty nine. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like okay. Like, car car tags and titles and all that shit way cheaper. You know not what? LA price. Uh, my insurance and my registration are more expensive in Nevada, actually. Hmm. I think insurance might be a, eh, it's about the same here, well, but I, insurance I feel like here my... is really expensive because it's the DUI capital of America and the number yeah. two car theft capital of America. That makes sense. And, but Hey, hey I mean, you're not going to, you're not, you're not going to accidentally rack up $700 in parking tickets in a week. No, dude. I think no. it's impos- the only way I think you get a parking ticket here is like if you park in the middle of the strip or like on right. Fremont Street, like we're, it's supposed to be people. Walk. I, I I just don't see like I, I I don't see many no parking zones. I, they will tow in my community if you don't if you don't have an assigned parking spot. But that's different, right? But you have a parking spot. space now in your yeah. in your what your nine hundred eight hundred fifty dollar a month apartment. Dude, you've got a parking space. My old apartment in L.A. If I want if I did have a car there, the parking space would have been an extra like two three hundred bucks a month. It's so stupid. It's fucking stupid, man. And 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 the amount of of uh, just hardship that you have to go through on a daily basis is so stressful. It's ridiculous, dude. Like, I've, okay, I'm not gonna lie. I've gained some COVID weight, but my blood pressure has like mellowed out so much, man. Like, yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah, dude. like you gotta you you get an alert that you've got to go in for an audition. And it's 10 miles away. You're like, well, shit, I got to get up at 6.30 a.m. That's a two-hour drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no shit, dude. Like, but for me, dude, that's, that's a bus, dude. That's three buses that I'm doing across town. On, on, right. Out. Like, I think the last audition I went on before I moved was, like, for an Old Spice commercial. And it was just, like, I was just, like, it was one of those moments. Because you know when you're in those some of those audition waiting rooms and they got other people coming in for other stuff? It was one of those moments where I was sitting there on my couch and I saw these people signing on this other sheet. And there's all these like male model dudes, and I'm just like, and then the, the side I'm on, it's all like these dumpy, like, like, like just the total like, like it's like Animal House. It's like we're the fucking Delta House. Those guys you're are the that. Omegas. Like they're all like the handsome Ivy League types. We're just all like the slobs sitting over here. Like, <laughs> you're the okay Scott Bowser. Okay, you're over here with the pukes. Yeah. And, um... yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> And just sitting there going like, what the fuck has my life become? Or it's like, hey, we need a guy who looks like a bucket of shit. Well, let's go get Scott Bowser for that one. Right. Right. <laughs> and then you go and then you got to go back for like a callback and then another callback. And then you're on a bails and then you don't get it. You've spent 
because you know let's say you were hungover like sometimes i was and i'm like i can't drive to to uh santa, santa monica, monica today <laughs> I'm, i just need to put my hoodie up and put on sunglasses and sit in the back of an uber like i don't care how much it costs and then my checking account's over drunk because i spent 75 dollars on a lift <laughs> you <just laughs> to gotta, go audition for something i knew i wasn't gonna get you got an expo a, on that man that trip you got to take the the train down to downtown and i mean that's gonna you're gonna have to go through that expo line station it's gonna be a brutal trip but it only costs like five bucks <laughs> no can't be bothered can't do it anxiety <laughs> won't let me get on that bus <laughs> <laughs> all right buddy well dude it was so good talking to you and catching up man like i'm glad oh, so much, super fun man i'm glad things are working out and i'll i'll continue to say the goodbyes off the air real quick I just want to everybody follow Mike at Pizza Nacho sixty nine on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Power Moves. Listen, check out the show, and check out his Patreon as well as check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash luckstopspod, and find us on Instagram and Twitter at luckstopspod. Thank you guys so much for checking this episode out, and uh, well, I'll be back next week. I got Johnny Pemberton and from the Hollywood Crime Scene Show, uh, Desi Jadakin. So it's gonna be some fun stuff. Thank you everybody. Goodbye.